What's up, everybody? This is Kurt Dimer, and you're watching After Shocks TV. Peace and love. All right, man. So yeah, let's so let's get into our uh, discussion here. The uh, more mm. of our, you know main discussions of the show, pretty much the main discussion, I should say. So there, there was recently some news um, that came out about hair metal band Slaughter. You, you you a fan of Slaughter at all? <laughs> yeah, I do. I like him. I like him a lot, actually. Okay. Oh, you like him a lot? Okay, I do. Yeah, yeah I, I, you know, I'm, I won't lie. It, that, that was probably one of the last hair metal bands. I, and I wouldn't even say I like them. I like the two hit songs they had. But I, mm. I thought to stick it to the album. I remember buying it as like a, I think it was, I just graduated eighth grade or something. And, you know, what do you call it was on MTV up all night and stuff. And I remember, That's like, right. you know, my brother and friends were like, dude, you like this crap, man? I'm like, yeah, I still like this shit. Yeah. Or I do. Um, but, but I liked that and Fly the Angels. But that, I thought that album, Bruce, I never really listened to it. I thought it stunk. I, 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 so I liked the two songs, those two hits. I didn't like anything else they did. But so Slaughter, I mean, because this was a band that came out, really, this was one of those last glam metal bands that hit it kind of big. Mm -hmm. You know, you had you had them and like Warrant, uh, like, you know, Saigon Kick or whatever. And that was pretty much over after that. There wasn't yep. much. Because about 89, I think these guys came out. So anyway, so Slaughter, they now they're bassists, uh, Dana Strum. Now, Dana Strum, you know, it's funny because I, I read a lot of these books, you know, history books of LA metal and all this stuff. And. He was a pretty prominent figure in the L.A. metal scene, not so much as a musician. He was sort of like, I, I don't know exactly what he did. I don't know if he was a promoter. Or he, he was mm. he was a, a big player, though, in terms of behind the scenes. He was like, you know, kind of like a Bob Nelbania guy. He hooked people up with each other. Yeah, that's right. And then, he was. And then, yeah, he, he was a connector. He was a connector. That's right, he was. And he was he in Bill and Ted as well? He was not Bill and Ted, wasn't he? I think he was one of those. Yeah, I think he was <laughs> in there, right? I think I think he, he was. Was he in Airheads? No, I don't think he was. I can't remember. I know he's, I'm pretty sure he was in Bill and Ted, just he like as a uh, movie or two, though. You're right. Yeah, yeah he, was, he was, yeah. He, he was a mover and shaker guy in, in the scene. But and then he did, be, you know, obviously be, uh, make it as a musician with Slaughter. But anyway, mm. so he recently came out, Dana Strum, and he said that there's crazy interests, crazy interest mm. in a Slaughter movie or biopic. I mean... Now, all right, this is kind of going to, to, to back to, um, look, okay, the, the, let's talk about, I guess, the biopics or whatever, right? Motley Crue did the dirt. Mm -hmm. I thought it was terrible. It was absolutely awful. Awful. Yeah, awful. awful. Uh, Def Leppard, I believe, is, did they, one come Yeah, they did one. one the, oh, that was a long that, time right? ago, but they did one. It was, it was pretty yeah. cheesy, but it was okay. You know, okay. It was I, right. I never saw that one. Now, I, but I understand, okay, you get to make one of Motley. Listen, Motley Crue were legendary, you know, known for the characters in that band and how mm. debaucherous they were and whatever, right? It's, it's legendary stuff, right? Uh, so I can understand that. Def Leppard 2 has a good, a really good story with Rick Allen, then, you know, Steve Clark and everything. So they, you know, they were teens, you know, like that made in America, you know, when they were teenagers yep. from uh, Sheffield, from, from England. So, okay, they have good stories, okay? But now we've heard recently, we heard about Dokken, right? Don Dokken was out there saying, Oh, that's right. I forgot about that one. Mm -hmm. Which, okay, like to me, all right, not real. Listen, I, I think if you want to put out a documentary, absolutely. I think every band should have a documentary. And any band that went platinum and had some major hits, hmm. why not? Why not put out a documentary in the band? No big deal. But uh, I, but it, it depends. Like a biopic, a fucking slaughter. Yeah. I, well, I don't know, man, dude. Well, I, you know, 
when I, when I saw that, when I, cause I did, I did, I didn't know about this. So when I saw like we, like Matt and I just share notes about like the show topics and whatever. And I saw that come in and said, okay, this is a juicy one. Um, because a couple of things, first of all, I am a slaughter fan. They're not even a guilty pleasure. I just, I'm a slaughter fan period. Right. Okay. I know I might've picked aborted as my favorite, um, you know, track of the week a few weeks ago. They, they released a new track today, actually also awesome, but I am a slaughter fan. And Slaughter came out of the ashes with the Vinnie Vincent invasion, of yes. course, when Mark Slaughter was with them. Vinnie Vincent never did anything album-wise, sales-wise. He just had the name from Kiss. We should do a segment on him one time, sometime. But um, and then the, Slaughter came out and they like they were multi-platinum. They were like you know two million seller, maybe three. I can't remember, but they were they were a big band. Um, and I do remember the cover for Stick It To You. Do you remember the, the I album do cover? Yeah, with the, with the, you know, the, the chick the on the cover. Uh, with yeah. The, uh, yeah, with the, yeah. 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 But yeah, sure it was, it. look it up, everybody. You know what I'm talking about. But um, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so, so I'm a fan of the band. So that's the first part. So I'm not here to just shit on the band because I don't like him. I like Slaughter. And, I'm, I, and I do, um, you know, I like Mark Slaughter. I like I, in interviews, he's, you know, he's educated. He sounds good. He talks about the scene. He accepts mm -hmm. where he is today. But when Dennis Trump came out and said um, crazy interest, crazy right? Interest. First of all, go back on the blabbermouth, um, uh, the whatever whatever that was posted. Look at the comments underneath it. <laughs> Everybody said crazy interest. Really, Dana? Like, there's not crazy interest. He has no. to say what he's saying from the PR perspective. There is slaughter are arguably playing to. 200 people a night 300 people, if they're playing yeah. right whatever whenever they tour mm -hmm. they hadn't have an album out since i believe 1996 i have some notes here to choose from i think so wow, is it 96 that long? Wow. it is that long so uh, dana nobody's believing that bs there's nobody, nobody there's nobody has a crazy interest now if they released a new album and maybe did a package tour that would be kind of go oh slaughter playing that gets my sure. interest but sure. there is nobody in the world waiting for a slaughter biopic nobody so nobody. sorry dana Nobody's buying it. You take the Motley one. We spoke about that one. The Queen movie, which was, I guess, a biopic, was just a movie. Yeah, that a was that was that was pretty good. You know, that was entertaining. Sure, sure, I don't sure, know how sure. real it was, but it was good. The Runaways did one. The Doors did one. Johnny Cash did one. We spoke about Leopard. So I'm not a fan of biopics. Period. I don't care if I love the band. Either. Like like if someone said to me, "There's a new Led Zeppelin biopic coming out," I said, "Oh, for fuck's sake." Who wants to see somebody play Robert yeah. Plant from 1977? It's just, for me, no, that's for pop bands, some stupid yep. bubblegum story. But first of all, I'm not interested in um, uh, a Slaughter biopic and nobody else is interested either. So I'm sorry, Dana. I like Dana. I respect him. I love the band, like the band a lot. Um, but no, ain't buying the crazy interest for a minute. Not at all, dude. I mean, like you said, yeah, of course, I, I'm sure they, like you said, he has to probably say that just to kind of pump up. If they're gonna, you know, do this biopic, or, still not going to work because nobody, because it doesn't. Like you said, I, I think last year they were playing. I, I want. It was funny. I had my in-laws in town, for, and they, my my father-in-law loves to gamble. You know, just it's, it's like his like vice. He doesn't drink or nothing, mm. so he likes to gamble. And so we went up to this casino, and I remember I used to pass when I used to go visit Bob Nalbandi up, up, you know, when he before he passed, he moved to this town called Reading, which is about mm -hmm. three hours from here, and. There was always this casino there, and it looked pretty cool. And he was like, "Yeah, Bob used to say, oh, it's, it's cool.' You know, I've been there, and they usually have some, good, you know, some pretty decent shows there." And then I did see when we were up there just for the weekend. I saw that there was, yeah, I think it was Quiet Right. I wasn't there when the show was going on. I think it was the following week, mm. uh, or else I would have seen it. I would have went and seen it because it's a cool little, uh, you know, a place. But it was, yeah, Quiet Riot, Slaughter, and and one of those other bands.
Yeah. See, I would go to that. I would go to that. Well, they're they're a casino band. I mean, that's what they are. They're a casino yep. band. Nothing wrong with that. Like I said, hey, I wish, no. If, if I was in a bad casino band, I I would love it. It's great. You do yep. Weekend, you know, gigs and your your packages and, I mean, I, I just reminisce and, and and celebrate. You know, your hits and you know your days of MTV or whatever. That's great. But yep. come on with this crazy interest crap. Like you said, they're not even headlining over. You know, a quiet. I mean, quiet right could could you know? I mean, they had. I wouldn't really call that a doc, the Frankie Benali thing, but. Um, bottom line mm-hmm. is there's no crazy interest. I don't care what this. No, is. actually, speaking yeah. of quiet right, they're playing uh, next month. They're playing about an hour from me. So, you know, quiet right are one of those bands that I just never. I appreciate what they did, and they were the first number one metal album. Metal they weren't a great band, that. dude. They were not. They were not half their album. Half their songs were cover bands, but that album they released with Paul Chartino, uh, Quite Right Three, is really really good. But yeah, great production. Good. I um, can't remember the producer. Was it David Prater? I can't remember, but whatever. Um, but they're playing near me, um, I think, next month. And it, first of all, get this. First of all, quite right today are um, uh, Jizzy Pearl, um, Rudy Saraso, and I actually don't know the other two members. Johnny and Kelly's it's, it at the drum. Oh, that's right. Johnny Kelly. Correct. New Jersey again. Um, and the, the tickets are $60. I go, dude. It's freaking crazy. Wow. I am paying, I, first of all. I, I can't, cover for, band, really? Well, well first of all, they're playing an hour away, so that rules that out because I'm not enough wow. of a fan to travel an hour. Now, but if they were playing local, this goes back to the band versus brand. If they were playing local and tickets were $35, I would go and see it because not because I need to see the original anything. I said, I'm going to see the nucleus of the band, good musicians, um, night out, couple of beers. So I'll, I'll look at it almost like a tribute band night out. So I'll see it like that. But if they were playing 10 minutes away from my house and it was $60, I wouldn't go and I would not pay. They're, you know, that's a band that are really going on their legacy to pull in sixty dollars for a ticket, not a hope in hell am I going to pay sixty bucks to see to see that. Not a chance. No, I mean, and like I said, look, I mean, it just like I'm just going back to Slaughter. I mean, look, they were essentially a two-hit wonder, right? Yeah. Is what they were. Like a lot of those bands from that time, like like the White Lions and the Warrants and Saigon Kicks and Bang Tangos and Faster Pussycats. You yeah, know, they were just it was all that. They never really hit 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 heavy. Never. Like said, they would always like, like it was that formula, right? They'd come out with their first single video, it was pretty hard hitting, rocking tune, and they followed up with the ballad. I mean, that that was just the formula That's right. back then. Um, but to like I said, they want to do a documentary. Okay, it's like you said Mark Slaughter was in Vinnie Vincent, so he's got some background. Dana Strum, like you said, was was an LA, you know, Hollywood kind of, you know, uh you said connector kind of guy. The other, you know, they were based out of Vegas too. There was a, there wasn't many bands that were out of Vegas mm. too at that point. They were one of the first ones I, that I can remember that were from Vegas. Tell this story. Go ahead. Do an hour, hour and a half documentary on the band if you want to do that. But this whole documentary, thing, I would be interested in biopic. Absolutely yeah, not. That's no biopics. Like you said, I'm with you. I can't stand biopics, no. man. No, because the acting's terrible. They're all it cheesy. Yeah, and cheesy. Like it was a Motley Crew. It's like, come on. I mean, who really who, does anyone really? I, want to act and be like Mark Slaughter? You think someone, I mean, how, how do you even do that? It's, 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 there's no, they, they're not characters. No. Like we said, they were characters, right? I mean, those guys were known, you know, crazy madmen on the Sunshed Strip. What is, the only thing I can remember, I remember a funny thing about Slaughter was, was um, uh, Chris Robinson from the Black Crows started this, this thing with, with Mark Slaughter because they were both came out at the same time. Mm-hmm. They were both on MTV around 89 or so. And he was making fun of, you know, slaughter, and he's like, "Yeah, Mark Slaughter. He's he's just, he's one of those guys I could see running around in a hotel room with his underwear off, drinking Coors Light." 
like he he made like some some really dig at him and stuff. And yeah, Mars sort of came back at him, or I mean, they had a little beef going on. But bottom line is, there's not crazy interest in Slaughter. Let's let's stop it, Dana. Um, nope. I'll, just like there isn't in Dokken either. Okay, Dokken's a much better band. that sold a lot more records, had more hits. Yet I wouldn't want to see a biopic of them either. Once again, what would be their story? I mean, there's do a documentary on the band. Absolutely. There's no crazy story other than you guys didn't like each other, and then you know that's it. I mean, like every other freaking band, you know what I mean? There's yeah, I mean, Bon Jovi just released uh, like a four-part um, uh, Forty Years of Bon Jovi. It's on Hulu right now. I don't have Hulu, so I can't watch it, but I wait for it on YouTube. So that I would be interested in because they're gonna they're gonna look at them. Uh, they're gonna look at the origins of Bon Jovi '82, '83, South and Boy. Uh, in in New Jersey, playing in the clubs in Sarahville and all that kind of thing. Obviously, there are towns that Matt and I know, um, but that I would be interested in because they've got old footage of playing those clubs and and festivals and tournaments and being part of the hair metal scene. And then, mm. you know, obviously when the grunge thing came out, then they came out with Keep Your Faith and they huge in Europe. So that would be very interesting to me. But if somebody's going to play Bon Jovi and pretend to be him with some stupid wig on, because that's what you're going to see in a biopic, it's just ridiculous. I don't care who the band is. It's ridiculous. If you're going to do a biopic, like you said, you know, you'd have to do it something like what Queen did. Yeah. You have to be a major production. You'd have mm. to get some good actors. But that was, I, I saw the Queen one. Yeah. That, that's listen, decent. It, wasn't, it was. It was, it was yeah, entertaining. Pretty good. I guess mm-hmm. I don't know if, if the story, I don't really care. It's not my, my deal. If, if the band approved of it, okay, then I guess the story is real enough. But it was entertaining. They had good acting in it. You, you got to do it like that. Like I said, the, the dirt was just terrible. Machine gun <laughs> was awful. I mean, come on, man. Like, but the dirt is so bad, I'm going to go back. It's so bad, I'm going to go back and take another look at it. It's so oh, bad. Oh, like, it's not the I first will. time. I know, but but sometimes you got to go back and just because it's like, it's like so shit, you can't take, like Sharknado. I know like, what you, you're saying. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can't not watch it, you know, because it's, so mm, it's so bad. I know. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is, I remember watching it. I watched it actually with Bob, but not Bandy in here. And I remember being, mm. I, I felt kind of bad because I think I, it was just so bad and I kept. I think he may have already seen it. I think he saw it once, and we just okay. watched it again. And but I was talking through it the whole time because of how bad it was. You know, we were having some beers. I'm just like, oh look, come on! I just and it's never, it's me. never right. The timelines are always off, and you know the, yeah, the, the like the, the, and the the like the when when the timelines are off when the the touring was off or this album was released, and it's always wrong. But and then and then we as fans then get mad because we we think we know our shit and then something is off and everyone's on online going that didn't happen and John Krabby never said that or whatever so yeah yeah well, so well, Dana I, Dana God bless you but not buying it well not only that you know would you have look everyone knows Tommy Lee right uh, let's let's just go through that just quickly Tommy Lee it's not like the guy was just sort of in the background and no one knew what he hmm. sounded like or looked like. Sure. You know, everyone knows what he's about. He was always in the in the press, you know, especially even in the 90s with the Pamela Anderson stuff. Even when Motley Crue really wasn't around or not doing much. Everyone knows Vince Neil, you know, all his voice and his whatever. I mean, Mick Mars, okay, you know, he just, the way he looked. A little less so, of, but you know, yeah. A little less than him. But, and then Nikki Six obviously, was is a big guy. He's got a radio show for years. Mm. These guys have always been in front of the camera. You know, it's like it's like if you took like poison, it's the same thing. At least with Brett Michaels and Ricky Rocket, these guys were in it. You saw them. Like Queen's a little different, right? You know, Freddie Mercury was maybe the one guy you saw, but you didn't see too much of Brian May and Roger Taylor. And Brian Deacon, guys. no. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So you could you could just get some actors to play them. You would think that, but we already knew what the crew, Motley Crew guys, were like, and and the people who played them, it was just god awful. Machine Gun Kelly playing Tom. That's your mm. Tommy Lee. That's that's your actor. <laughs> Come on, these biopics are dumb, 
And it's even dumber to think there's going to be one of Mark Slaughter and Slaughter and yeah. Dawkins and so forth. And I'm surprised Just, that Don Dawkins and and I'm uh, guessing Don because he owns the name. I'm guessing, but like uh, allowing um, well, like ego, be, being excited by this. Like Don Dawkins is getting excited, but and you, and you can be absolutely damn sure that when the Slaughter one comes out, I'm going to watch it. When the Dawkins one comes out, I'm going to watch it. And then it's going to get slaughtered, pardon the pun, <laughs> online by everybody. There's nobody going to yeah, say, man. wow, they really captured the essence of the band. Nobody's going to say that. So why why put out an inferior product, Don, in the first place when you know it's just going to get ripped to shreds? You released a good album recently. I think Don, uh, Don uh, Dawkins' new album is really, really good. Um, the vocals, look, we get that. There's no point in going down that avenue. But it's a good album. Just keep going and doing what you're doing. If that's your last one, then go out in a high. Don't don't release a good album and then release a shitty biopic a year from now and then get laughed at because that's what's going to happen. Well, I think Don's got thick skin for one, and I, th- I think two. He does. I like I Don. Think, yeah, and I, I think two, look, if he if he really cared, he wouldn't be going out playing shows right mm. now. So he don't care. I, listen, if someone wants to come in north from a buy, I, listen. If you're if you're in the shoes of a of a docking, I, I don't. I'm not buying the slaughter. I'm just not buying it. I don't think there's crazy interest. I don't think there's people offering a lot of money for it. I yeah. can see some, you know, docking. There are a lot of hardcore, you know, docking fans, and so I could maybe see someone going. I really want to do one. Look, if someone came and said they're going to do it, and you're going to get paid a lot of money again, and also look, you've got now. I mean, you know how it is. All these musicians like to think they're bigger than they really are. So in Don's world, mm-hmm. in his mind, I'm sure he thinks he's as big as Motley Crue, even though they're not. Uh, so he wants to think. Never were. Someone, no, never were. Never will be. Never were. So I think if people, if, if someone does come and offer him that, he's thinking like, well, yeah, I'll do it. Of course, Motley Crue did it. We're as big as them. Sure, yeah, we'll do it. I know. I, I, like I said, I, I, it's, if, I'm not saying if I was in that situation, I would say, no, don't do it. Like I was telling you before, right? There's no integrity anymore mm. in entertainment. There's none. It's just whatever is going to pay them pay up, then right. they'll, they'll then give it to me and yeah, go do what you want, you know. So it's yeah, yeah. So it I is. mean, and, and just yeah. FYI on Don, I met Don Dawkins uh, backstage a couple of years ago, and my Richie actually from Focus on Metal had a backstage pass, and he couldn't get down for I can't remember the reason, but um, so I ended up going back to meet Don backstage, and I swear to God, that guy could not have been more accommodating. So I walked in, some Joe Schmo had a Deep Purple and Rock T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Walked in, he's looking at me, going, "Who's this guy?" And I said, "Hey, I'm, my name is Tom." I, whatever, showed him the pass, whatever. Start talking about the guys from the classic metal show. Obviously, um, you know Neely's personal friends, whatever. Oh, smart to bring them up. And he, yeah, hundred percent brought that up. <laughs> yeah. That broke the ice. But I met all the bands. I mean, I met all the mm-hmm. band members, and they were all taking photographs and have a beer. Awesome. And nice. Don was, and I was with Don, and he said, "Hey, give me a second, because he had like his 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 gear on. He was taking off, pulling out the cables, and he said, "Come back again. What's your name again?" We sat down for 10 minutes, gave me all the time I needed. I had a bit of shit to sign. So Don was a – I know Don gets some bad press sometimes, but the day I met him, he he was he was just incredible. So tip of the hat to Mr. Doc. Yeah, I, I would I would actually love to see uh, a Doc and documentary. That would be great, and I hope someone uh, does do that on the band. I, yeah, I I'd be all over that. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I watch a documentary on, on any band for the most part. I wouldn't say any band, but most bands, if they have – a decent of history. They put out a you know a good song or two, not even really a great album, but if they have a, you know, if they're one or two hit wonder and they have a decent album and they have some you know decent story to them, I would love to see any documentary. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't have to be about metal either. I like just watching no. rock docs or, or just 
you know, just bands in general that were popular. I watched right? the Rob, Robbie Williams documentary on Netflix a couple okay, of weeks yeah. ago, and I have zero interest in Robbie Williams' music, sure. but he's got a fascinating backstory as a, a young kid, you know, growing up in one of these boy bands, and he had huge addiction problems, and he's still, he's still kind of fucked up today, to be honest, but he's an honest guy. He opens it up. He just says... He, they, they look back on interviews with him when he was like 16 or 17 and he was mm. playing in Wembley Arena and shit. Wow. And then he'd, he'd stop on his face and he says, look at my face right there. He said, you can just see the, the trepidation in his eyes. He was analyzing himself mm. 30 years in the future. So wow. zero interest in, in, in him, to be honest, and zero interest in the band. But the documentary was fascinating. So, yeah, but to your point, if it's a good doc, George Michael was another good one. I kind of yeah. like it, but George Michael that stuff, sure. That was actually quite good. So, you know, if, it's, if, if a sto- everybody likes a story, you don't have yes. to be a rock or metal story. No. We just prefer if it was, but if it's mm. not, then if it's good, it's good. Hey, that's what streaming is for. If you don't like it, you go, we're done. Exactly. You just, yeah. you just turn it off. That's a good thing about it. Exactly. You don't have to go out and invest the money. Nope. A lot of money mm-hmm. and to have this. No, the days of buying the days of buying VHS videos or then it went to CDs or DVDs, like spending yeah. twenty five dollars yeah. or whatever. Uh, no, those those days are just in the past. They are pretty much done. I know. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, for better or for worse, exactly. <laughs>